it's time for Sales with Sully. Your host, Scott Sullivan, brings his 30 years of sales and marketing experience to you, the sales professional, addressing your questions from Twitter to help you be better at reaching your goals. This is a weekly show that happens right here on InspiredNewsRadio.com. And now your host, Scott Sullivan. Well, it's a great day right here at Inspired News Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Sales with Sully. I am Scott Sullivan. I am also known as Sales with Sully. Uh, a lot of people have called me Sully all of my life, but we are here every week and bringing you some of the hottest topics in the sales arena, some of the things that are put out there on social media, what we're talking about, some of the the comments, questions, and, and everybody else that's weighing in, and we take all of that social media presence and we pull it all together and we come up with a show for you each and every week right here on Inspired News Radio. So I want to dive right in and tell you, first of all, this is a three-part series. And the reason why we're doing this in three parts is because it has been an incredible topic on social media. Most of us right now are kind of suffering through, if uh, if you're listening to this anytime in, in, <laughs> in the near or recent past or future, uh, then you are experiencing the corona or pandemic that's going on. So a lot of us have been locked down here in this twenty this year of 2020 in the spring, and we are finding ourselves with a lot more time on our hands. So social media has been blowing up, absolutely blowing up. So what I want to talk about today is I want to talk about customer service, but I want to do it in a three-part series. We're going to be calling this series After the Sale. So there's three parts. And the first one today that we're gonna that we're gonna be talking about is we're gonna actually be talking about the follow-through. The follow-through after the sale. So all three of these subject matters are gonna come out, are gonna be part of the series called After the Sale. The first one is just gonna be talking about the follow-through. Now stay tuned because coming up in the next uh, consequential weeks, um, or subsequent weeks, sorry, in the next subsequent weeks, we're gonna be talking about about uh, some other aspects of after the sale. We're going to be talking about something that we like to call the white glove treatment and also the red envelope experience. So I'll give you a little teaser there of some things that are coming in the next two weeks. But just so that I can put it all into perspective for you, this week we have just blown up social media talking about customer service. The general, I don't want to say general, the the overwhelming consensus is that customer service has died, and it's died a long time ago. It's like, you know, you don't have that, you know, family bakery, that family store, that family-owned, you're not, you're not dealing with somebody face-to-face, and now in these days of corona, it's even worse, but even before the coronavirus hit, we talked about customer service and we talked about how it was declining. Does anybody actually care about their job? When you go through a drive-thru for food or uh, something that you pick up on the drive-thru, do they 
actually check your order and do they care uh do you do you continuously have to check to make sure before you pull away because you've been burned so many times do you grab the bags jump in the car even if you're picking up and then head off or do you have you know something delivered even when we're still talking about food do you have your delivery driver and they you know you go to a hotel and you order some takeout and they don't bring napkins or plates or eating utensils and you know it's clearly they're delivering to a uh to a motel or a hotel and it, and they just it's like they there's like a, a level of service that is sort of like good enough and that good enough kind of is what the you know the norm is and that just doesn't cut it anymore and i'm, I'm afraid that if what we've talked about in social media today this week is we've been you know blowing up social media we've been talking about how no one uh very few exceptions to that 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 statement of no one very few companies are out there providing stellar customer service there have been some examples there were some shining examples of of retail stores that would you know work with you and you don't have to stand in these big long lines and you don't have to have a receipt you don't have to give up you know a pint of blood or anything else to get a return and they don't give you just store credit they'll actually give you cash back but those are getting fewer and fewer and farther and farther uh, you know between so it's not it's not happening as as that used to and that's only one very very small aspect of customer service we're going to be concentrating today on the follow-through and i'm going to take it and bring it all the way back in and talk about the sales process and the follow-through meaning you've you've closed the sale let's define that what is the definition of a closed sale in some in some uh, sales processes, it's the you know signing of a contract. There, it's the exchange of money if it's a transactional type of uh, of contract. If it's maybe in some cases, it's a work order or an estimate that's been signed and that we're going to show up and do it triggers the next level of of things that have to happen in order for the customer to you know receive their goods or services. There's a lot of different ways, but we're going to just kind of very at a very high level 90,000 foot view we're going to look down on the sales process and we're going to assume that the sale has been closed and whatever that definition of a closed sale is for you and your particular industry if it's the uh, you know, you've got a signed contract on a home that if you're a real estate agent, then we all know there's a million other things that still have to happen. If you're, um, you know, selling something that's transactional in a retail arena, then there's not a lot that you have to do. Someone hands you money, you hand them their product or service and they walk away. But there are some still some things that happen in the follow through, even in grocery shopping, even consumables and retail and places like that. So let's just make the assumption that we're going to start from a closed sale. We're not going to get bogged down in, you know, all the things that were all the groundwork that was laid prior to the closing. So we're just going to pick it up right from the closing and we're going to talk about the follow through. And this is where uh, social media, where we had a 
just wonderful, wonderful conversations around, you know, picking it up from that closed sale. Because in some industries, there's still 35, 40, 50 steps that have to be, you know, handled. And in some, there's only one or two or three or, or sometimes just a handful. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to think about your industry, where you where you're working, what industry you're working in, and what constitute constitutes a closed sale so you've just completed the sale which is still not doesn't mean that it's complete it just means that you've closed the sale the closing activity has been accomplished and for generic purposes we're going to use it as a signed contract and we're going to just generically talk about more more b2b than b2c so we've closed a contract and now we have to deliver goods or services and we have to follow up or follow through on that particular sale if we all know that if we accept somebody's money, we sign a contract, we get a deposit, or even 100% of the sale, and we still have to deliver goods and services, then the sale's not done. We all know that there could be things that could go awry. We've all lost sales after having a successful close, and that's where the follow-through comes, comes from. That's why the follow-through is so important. So in this first part of this three-part series, we're going to concentrate on today what are the things that we have to do or what are the things that we should identify as follow-through. The first I want to do is I want you to, now that you've thought about your industry and you know what it is to actually close a sale, I want you to physically write down, and you have to just either type it up on your computer or write it out on a pad, what are the things that now have to happen, even if they're not in your control. Now remember, you're the face. You are the sales professional. You're the one that that got this person or persons, whether it's a committee or an individual, you are the one that convinced them that you your company, your product, your service, all of those things are worth the value that they were trading their dollars for or their time or whatever it happens to be. I want you to write down or make note of every single step that has to happen all the way through now for the follow through. Does it mean you know you need a site survey? Do you need to is there additional information that needs to be collected now that the sale has has been consummated? Is there are there other people that have to be, you know, looped in? Are you is it engineering or is it, you know, logistics and delivery? Is it, you know, overseas shipping? Any anything that you can possibly imagine. And there's no right or wrong answer, but I want you to think on it hard and I want you to write every single part of it down then i want you to once you have it written down i want you to come back and visit it again in three or four days after you've had a chance to think about it and i want you to review them all again because i promise you you're going to find other things that are necessary now the reason why i want you to do that is because most people don't understand what follow through entails because a sales manager or a vp or somebody in charge of revenue is saying hey congratulations sully you got the sale now move on to the next one well that as we all know is not the way it works even if you have an account 
implementation team, if you have a customer satisfaction team, even whatever it is that you have, at the absolute bare minimum, you still have to make a warm handoff for that client relationship that you've developed over days, weeks, hours, months, years, whatever it is, you still have to hand that off to the implementation team. And because you're the person that they probably know, like, and trust the most within your organization, you still may be called or pulled back in or called by the client because you're the person that they built the rapport with and they may not have the same emotional connection or the same reaction to or the same trust with the next person that comes along so there there are times when you have to be you know still involved even though it's not technically theoretically still your sale because it's already closed and if you're a bd person or if you're a you know professional salesperson chances are you get to put the numbers up on the board. But there's probably, I'm hoping that your sales manager is far enough advanced and and believes in the follow through and, and the customer service and all those parts and pieces that he or she is now saying you have a part to play in the implementation, even if it's just to be there, you know, from time to time to say, hey, that's going really well or that's really good, or even coming back and, and being in some of the meetings so that you can know what's going on in case the client calls you. So your your role may be diminished. And in some cases your role isn't diminished. Your role is still at the same level because you're now responsible for quarterbacking the entire implementation process in some organizations, in some industries. So whatever your role is, post-sale, make sure that you write everything down that you possibly can. And then I want to go a step further, because in the past, you know, Sales with Sully's, we've talked about getting that 99% mark, which means, let's say you're closed, you've got a contract signed and the deal is closed for all intents and purposes, you still may only be at 75 or 80% of the actual sale, because there's still a 100 things that could go wrong. Maybe there's financing or paperwork or something that has to be filed with the state or the local uh, county or the city or anything else that has to be done for on your behalf. Those are all things that still have to be done, even though you have a closed sale. So I want you to write all those down and keep them somewhere where you can refer back to them because there are going to be times when they're going to be need to be amended. You're going to have to add to them and subtract. Now, when I was referring back to some past sales with Sully's, we talked about even at 80% closed, there are still things that you have to do. What about testimonials? What about case studies? What about referrals? Those are all things that if they're not on your list right now, put them on there. Write them down at the bottom of the page right now. Is a sale actually closed if you don't have a referral, a testimonial, or a case study? My answer to that would be no. It's not closed because if your customer, if you are not confident enough and that your customer is so satisfied that you could randomly put every customer in a bowl and have any prospect pick one out and call them and they would say, yes, that is a great company to do business with. They did everything that they said they would do. They followed through. They did all the things. And I got the value that I thought I was going, the perceived value is exactly what I got, what I thought I was going to get from the very beginning. If that's not your customer base right now, then you need to start today so that for starting today, every single customer from now on is 
you are capable of putting them, their name in that fishbowl and letting any prospect draw their name out. Now, of course, I'm being a little bit facetious there because I we don't want to give you know n- names and numbers out to prospects uh, without vetting it and clearing it with the customer and all those other things. But that's the philosophical thing that we're talking about when we start talking about you know getting you know satisfied stellarly fantastically satisfied customers and that all stems after the sale because a lot of the disgruntledness and a lot of the things that happen for customers and why they're not happy with the company has nothing to do with the sales process it has to do with the follow-through and the implementation i used to say and i i still you'll hear me say it from time to time in some of my seminars sales makes the first sale but service and customer service better even more pointed makes the second if you have really really bad customer service and the customer needs to call or talk to somebody for any reason and that goes poorly then it's really hard to get the second and third fourth you know fifth sale from that same customer if you have repeat business or to get a referral or a testimonial because now you have to go back and fix that problem and you have to fix it with expectations which costs money which takes time all of those things that have you have to pour into it now i'm not saying you shouldn't do it because you should but it does you know, lower the margin that you have on the sale because if you actually take that those numbers in accounting and you pull them all together and apply them to the sale, they can adversely affect your commission in some cases, and they could also adversely affect your uh, your operating net income or your EBITDA after taxes and all those other things um, that are happening because they, those are expenses that you have to apply to that particular project or sale. The reason why I'm going with all of that to tell you this is that the follow through starts at the close. So the first thing you want to do is make a list of all of those things that you need to do. And then you want to then assign them to who are who's responsible for that particular. Now, your name's at the top of the page, but maybe there's a Sally and a Jeff and a, you know, different people within your organization. Now, assign those and then you need to start. You need to get your buy in from your sales manager, but you need to start having communication regular communication with those uh, stakeholders and those key players because in order to get stellar customer service you need to be able to communicate to those people what it is that you sold now I know I I know we're gonna have some disagreement on this because we've had the same disagreement on social media this week and that is a salesman doesn't always sell what is on the PO So if the PO says, I'm buying this widget and it comes in blue and it's going to be delivered on Tuesday, that's what the PO says. But during the course of the sales process, we may have said things, the salespeople may have said things like, yes, that's exactly what we do, but we're also going to be able to help you out here, or I'm going to be able to make this recommendation, or we're going to help you with implementation. You know, so those expectations have to be met, not only by you now, but also by 
by your implementation team. So it's really, really critically important that you open those lines of communication and you need to know who those people are. So the bigger the group, the more difficult it is, but the more time that it takes. So get the list, put the people that are responsible next to each task that's on there, and then start having communication with them. You want to improve your customer service? Then you need to start surveying. So once you start working through some of these issues, especially the more complex ones, you want to make sure that during, you know, the course of the implementation, while things are are right in the thick of things, you are surveying your client, whether it's just by a phone call or even an email or they have you know tools online now there's all kinds of other ways but hey joe how do you think it's going how is the implementation are there any you know comments concerns questions things that are happening that you know aren't aren't in a line with what we discussed how am i doing from managing my team and your expectations those types of things from so early and often so get into there early and say and set the expectation that says joe you know during the implementation, I'm going to need some feedback. Is that you or is there someone else on your team that I should be contacting? And I'm going to do this every Friday or I'm going to do this every Wednesday or I'm going to do it you know, once a quarter or depending on how long the installation is. Obviously, we don't want to overwhelm the client, but you need to get that feedback. And then each time you parrot that back to the company, to the client, and say, you know, per our conversation today at three o'clock, I heard you say this, this, and this, and I wanted to let you know that I have handled this, this, and this, and it's all completely, you know, on on board just the way we talked about, and I really appreciate your feedback. If you have that paper trail or that uh, type of work, then if anything does come up, you can refer back to it to the client and say, well, you know, I talked to Sally about this, and this is exactly what we agreed and and i did exactly what she um said or agreed would be you know would would make her happy and would make the client happy make you guys happy and if that's something different then you're gonna you know we're glad to revisit it but i wanted to let you know that we were doing exactly what we said we would do all that does is it takes away some of that you know finger pointing after after the fact so customer service right now is based on you know stellar communication get a list find the people get the communication going making sure that the that the customer the client uh, that their expectations are being met each and every step of the way now after it's all over of course you want to you know go a lo- a little bit beyond above and beyond you want to get them uh, maybe do a press release you know talk to them about the success you know do all the things that you know need to get done as you wrap it up into a, a nice little bow now in the old days uh, again you know <laughs> the old days meaning you know 15 20 years ago we used to give the the client a complete presentation at the end of everything that we did what they bought how it was implemented the warranty manuals all the parts and pieces anything that they needed from any hardware software anything that they had that we installed or anything that we did when it came to 
came to their to their company or to their facilities or anything else and then we gave that to them in a three ring binder or some type of file and then they had it sticking up on the shelf and if anything happened during the course of the next three to five years or ten years all they had to do was pull down that binder open the front page there's all the contact information of everybody they need to know what their warranty was who they were to call if it were in warranty out of warranty all of those things and it gave them a place to start because if personnel changed, that information was still there and readily available. Now, there are a lot of software tools out there today that do that for you, and you don't have to you know, go through the, uh, the gyrations of printing it all out and putting it in a binder and all those other things anymore. But there's still something to be said about having uh, some something tactile that you can actually touch. So what we do now is even though we do a presentation and we exchange all the files and everything electronically, we then go through and give the, the, the client team that participated usually some type of something that sits on their desk, uh, something, you know, uh, a, a jacket, a t-shirt, a hat, something that would have our name, our logo, all the other parts and pieces on it and usually something that we could set on the on the desk either a plaque you know talking about how big the project is or the success that we had or any of those things so that they could then put it up on their shelf and remember you know fondly that the customer service was done you know to a stellar degree and then everything was pulled together that becomes the result that becomes the memory that is embroiled Uh, i'm going to give you one other quick example as we wrap up here but have you ever gone to summer camp when you were a kid and it was just a miserable experience i mean it was wet it was rainy you were sleeping in a tent or the cabin leaked or there was some bully that picked on you or i mean there just could be a million and one things mosquito bites and whatever else happened at summer camp and it just for whatever reason you got in the car on sunday when mom and dad came and picked you up and you thought i am never ever ever going to do that again that was the most miserable week that i've ever spent in the woods or the most miserable week at at summer camp or whatever it is but then amazingly by next summer you can hardly wait to do it again because the human brain blocks out all of those bad things and all of they re- all that we can remember is all the great the campfires and the connections and I you know uh, I spent time with you know Billy and Sally and we and the cool things that we made and this thing that's hanging up on the wall that you know we created in arts and crafts and oh my gosh I can't hardly wait to get back well that's exactly the type of scenario that we want to accomplish when we do our follow through we want the implementation to be seamless but if it does go awry we want to fix all the problems so that the customer is satisfied and then we want to give them something as a token at the end that they can set up on the on the uh, uh, shelf the bookshelf of their office or other cubicle and when somebody comes by and asks about it they can then speak fondly of us and the client and the experience and if that happens you've got a win-win that is customer service that is follow-through now stay tuned because the next two weeks we're going to be talking about part two 
and part three of uh, you know after the sale because right now what we did is we just kind of looked at a general what do we do post sale but next week we're going to be talking about the white glove treatment what is the white glove treatment and what what does that mean and then the last week which i am super excited about which i think is is by far the most important of the three and that is the red envelope experience and i'm not going to tell you any more details around that because the red envelope experience is what sets you and your company apart, what sets you and your sales profession apart from every other person that is selling in your space. I look forward to you guys uh, coming back and listening and tuning in. I say it each and every week. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I could not do what I do without you, the listener. Thank you so much for your feedback. Thank you so much for the full engagement all on social media. You know you can find me at Sales with Sully on all the platforms i'm on twitter of course instagram facebook all of those and you can also find me uh just under scott sullivan on linkedin uh so i've got a big following on linkedin too if you want to engage with us you can also go to inspirednewsradio.com fill out the form right there and say hey send me uh the contact information for sales with sully i want to make sure that i am following him on all the social medias because i want to be engaged and i want to help craft the new shows that are coming out right here on inspired news radio thank you so much each and every week we do this because of you and i can't tell you how much i appreciate it enough and like i say at the close of each show go out and sell something you've been listening to sales with sully on inspirednewsradio.com we take your sales and marketing questions each week on twitter at sales with sully hashtag inr and like us on facebook On behalf of your host, Scott Sullivan, and the entire Sales with Sully team, thanks for listening, and see you next week.